I believe that one of the greatest strengths of the church and the spirit-filled believer is the power of love. This is Apostle William Whitfield of Victory Ashore Global Ministries and Kingdom Builders Worship Center, York, Pennsylvania, welcoming you to today's podcast. We're going to be talking about the power of love. I believe that it is one of the greatest strengths of the church that we often overlook. We talk about love in various ways, but yet the display of love is very rarely seen and very rarely felt in the church. This is not my opinion. This is based upon observation and observation from an apostolic mantle. The Bible says that God is love. And if we are to manifest the greatness of our God, we must learn to walk in the power of love like never before. And we must learn to embrace the power of love that God has afforded unto us. The Bible says in John the third chapter in the 16th verse, which many of us learned in Sunday school, our parents taught it to us and it's so cliche and we turn on games and football games years ago, we would always see someone with a sign display John three sixteen. Which says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. On this day that we celebrate Christ's birth, whether we believe in it or not, but let's talk about love. Let's talk about the power of love. Let's talk about the power of God in love and the power that God wishes for us as his children to walk in in love. Jesus said these words very clearly. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples by the love that you have one towards another. Now he, Jesus Christ, came into the world and he showed us the full extent of God's love. God did not want his humanity, his creation to suffer uh, the degradations of sin and the deplorableness of it. And he did not want us to suffer the long-term ramifications of spending an eternity in hell. So what did he do? He knew that we were born into sin and we were shaped in iniquity and that we were under the control of the devil, Lucifer, Satan, Belzebub, a fallen angel himself. And he knew without his son and without the full display of his love and the fullness measure of his love, that we as humanity would have remained hopeless, helpless, deeply embedded in sin and prone to destruction, being cast into hell and ultimately into the lake of fire where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and the wormwood dies not or, or continues to suffer, where there is continual misery for all eternity. Now, whether you believe it or not, whether you think the thought processes are archaic or anti antiquity or from antiquity. The truth of the matter still remains that there is a spiritual side uh, to each and every one of us. And because of God's great love and mercy, he did not want us to suffer an eternal fate away from him. So what did he do? He sent his only begotten son into the world to experience everything that humanity would experience. 
the temptations, the weaknesses, the frailty, the overpowering spirit of the Antichrist and what he was attempting to do to humanity and understanding that we had blinders on. And yet, while we were the enmities or the enemy, enemy of God, he, Christ, died for us so that we would have a hope far beyond the day. Now, Christ's love is fully displayed, not only in his nativity, not only throughout the course of his life, but through the end part of his life, the latter year of his life, when he chose to obey the Father and go to Calvary's cross on Golgotha's hill and to be sacrificed as a sin offering for all of humanity. The Bible says that no greater love there is that a man has than this, that he lays down his life for a friend. But he laid down his life not only for friends, but for sons of God. And anyone who is hearing my voice, and anyone that you choose to share this podcast with, which I strongly encourage you to do so, may need to know and understand the extent of God's love towards his creation. It says, but God committed his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, which is in Romans, the fifth chapter in the eighth verse, that God commended his love to us. And verse nine says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him, the wrath to come through him. Now, many of us as preachers, we've gotten away from teaching about the wrath of God to come, and we talk about other things, and that's well and good and fine, but we need to really make plain and clear to people what the wrath of God is and what hell and the lake of fire is and what the purpose of salvation is. God came to save us from our sins that we might have relationship and fellowship with him and that we might spend eternity with him. Your good deeds will not get you into heaven. Your good lifestyle without the acceptance of Jesus Christ will not get you into heaven. Just because you say that you're going to heaven doesn't mean that you're going there if you have not embraced and accepted the love of the Father through Jesus Christ. The Father's love is so meaningful and so powerful and so yet substantial that many of us don't fully understand the full extent of God's love. Let me explain it from 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. It says, charity, which is love, suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not, and charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, it thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity. God never rejoices in sin. As a matter of fact, God is horrified with the fact that we are living in sin because he sees that as filth, filth, all sin is filth. Now, some people's sins are far more obvious than others. And many of us in church, we have become critical of people's lifestyles. 
We could talk about alternate lifestyles. We could talk about sin in general. We could talk about lies, fornication. We could talk about thefts and gossiping and debauchery and all those other things that you're finding throughout the scriptures and Galatians, the fifth chapter, and many other chapters throughout the Bible that talks about sin. But yet all sin in the eyesight of God is sin. And there is no sin that is greater than the other. But all sin can be forgiven except blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. Now God's love is so measurable and so powerful that he rejoices not in sin. And listen, because he rejoices not in sin, he rejoices not in those who are the practitioners of sin. So let me start again. Charity suffered long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. It is not, er it is not egotistical. It is not arrogant. It is not narcissistic. It doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It is not easily provoked and thinketh no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. God's love never fails. I don't care if you've not been loved by your parents. I don't care if you've not been loved by your friends, other family members, and associates. And you may feel rejected. You may feel like the black sheep of your family, the black sheep of society. And you may feel unworthy of love. But let me declare to you today that that is far from the truth. As a matter of fact, that is a major lie from the very pits of hell to keep people bound in the state of mind that they're in psychologically as well as spiritually as well as emotionally. Break the bands of wickedness. Declare to your mind and to your spirit and to your soul that you are worth the love of God. God does not look down on you. He loves you so much so that we already mentioned that he sent his only son not to die for just an exclusive group of people, but he died for all humanity. To be partakers of his grace, partakers of his mercy, partakers of his divine love, and partakers of eternity with him. So regardless of the lie that you may have heard or believe or subscribe to, you are loved by the God of all creation. The God is who is so big, the God who is powerful, the God who loves intensely. The God who loves immensely, the God who loves without, without compromise, the God who loves without turning his back, the God who loves beyond anything that we could do or anything that we can say, anything that we have done to walk away from him, anything that we have done to disrespect him, anything that we have done to say to God that we are going to stand in opposition to you. If you would just hear the voice of the prophet today and understand that God loves you beyond who you are in this particular moment, God's love is transformational. 
God's love is forgiving. God's love is healing. God's love never ceases. And God is not a man that he would change his mind, nor the son of man that he would lie. When God gives a command to love, that love stands firm. Only you can make a decision to reject the love of God. Only you can make a decision to embrace the love of God. And only you can make choices to allow the love of God to change you. Listen, in your heart and in your mind, you're feeling ashamed. You're feeling embarrassed. You're feeling that this is the best choice that you can make to live the lifestyle that you're currently living. Because you see nothing greater than the sin that you're in. But let me tell you, God's love is greater than that. God's love is so powerful that when he sees you in a state of helplessness and hopelessness because of sinfulness, that's when his love towards you is the most intense. If you follow the life of Jesus Christ through scripture, he said, I came not to the righteous, but I came to the unrighteous. You find Jesus walking amongst the sinners and he walked, he walked in opposition of those who are righteous, but he walked in love towards those who he knew did not have a clue. But yet they felt his love. They felt the power of it. And because they felt the power of it, they could walk amongst him and he could speak life into their spirit, love into their spirit without condemning them for where they were because he knew that his love was powerful enough to bring them out. And in closing, God's love is powerful to bring you out. Men and women of God, we have got to seek the face of God like never before so that the power of absolute godly love exists on the inside of us. When people feel the love of God, they will never be the same again and they will walk from us and will be empowered to love. God bless you.